Welcome! My name is Emma Linus, and I'm working toward my BFA in studio art at the University of Nebraska-Lincoln. For the World Ethnography Project, I will review Growing Artifacts, Displaying Relationships, Yams, Art, and Technology Amongst the Nyakum Ablum of Papua New Guinea by Ludovic Coupe. It was published in 2013 by Berghahn Books and is part of a larger series entitled Material Mediations, People and Things in a World of Movement, edited by Birgit Meyer and Maruska Svasik. A hardcover copy of this book is around $135. Coupe explores the decorated long yams of the Ablum people through various avenues. In this podcast, I will go over a biography of Ludovic Coupe, address the main research question, provide a summary of the chapters, share my overall impressions, and wrap it up with a passage from the book. Ludovic Coupe lectures at University College London on material culture studies. He teaches anthropology of Pacific arts at the École du Louvre in Paris, and he's been an assistant curator at the Quay Branly Museum in Paris. His main research interests are in anthropology of art, anthropology of technology, archaeology, cultural anthropology, and museum ethnography. Coupe's current project is technical processes and vital processes and technical objects and technocracy. What gives artifacts their power and beauty? Coupe asks how analyzing the artifact and the processes in which it comes into being affect aspects of personhood, kinship, and exchanges among people. In this case, examining the Ablum Longyam recenters objects in the social inquiry instead of skipping over them to focus on context. In a sense, Coupe reverses traditional research methods and, in that, analyzes the methods themselves. Objects have agency and biographies of their own, and examining what has been gathered and how it is combined gives the object its material form and social role. He asks, do we celebrate the beauty of the yams themselves or the capacity of others to produce these artifacts? Is this capacity metaphoric or actually materialized in the objects? And if so, what is this capacity made of? This study takes place in Papua New Guinea, in East Sepik Province, Maprik District, in Nyakum Village, which is located in the very north of the country, near the Prince Alexander Mountains. The Ablum people are a farming society, and the cultivation of long yams plays a significant role. Coupe conducted his field work from 2002 to 2003. He explores Ablum long yams through six main lenses as having lives and agency, valuable and ancestral representations, a botanical species, food, displayed through elaborate decorations, and finally through agricultural dimensions. The first chapter provides a general description of the plant, including morphology, terminology, and size differences between species from a local Nyamakum perspective. As the starting point of the investigation, Coupe describes yams evolving around two poles, a natural one and a cultural one. This divide 
is of interest. He analyzes how yams have been addressed in literature and the bipolarity of perspectives between Nyamicum gardeners and Western botany, between technical processes and symbolic meaning, and between things and ideas. Coupe's theoretical research challenges narrow Western ideas of technology from an anthropological standpoint. Coupe says, in spite of being in Nyamicum to study technical processes, my first relationship with things is not instinctively based on how they are made, but on how to acquire them. He realized quickly that the Nyamicum people do not readily accept things at face value without wondering how they're made and therefore ask Coupe about the origins of his hat, his lighter, and his bag. Touching on consumption and globalization, this section concludes that it's essential to investigate the invisibility of technical processes in artifacts and all things that are seemingly instantiated. The third chapter describes in detail the various technical processes in which yams are materialized. Through these operational processes, yams are imbued with specific properties as valuables, artworks, food, and symbols. Coupe addresses three local accounts of yam gardening, which reveal a wide range of Nyamicum social interlacements. In one example, the gardeners avoid conflict so anger won't affect the yam's growth. After describing this materialization, Chapter 4 delves into the elements that give the artifact power. He uses the term collectives, which act as an alternative to the term societies, but includes non-human entities such as plants, animals, and spirits. Coupe groups the collectives based on day-to-day -day experiences that contextualize the materialization of the artifact. He groups them into categories using local terms. This includes the human body, known as Sepequapa, the earth and sky, known as Kamek and Vemek, the clans, known as Kem, discourses and speeches, known as Kudi, and the set of sacred stone, known as Matu. Matu are said to be one of the most important elements of the yam's growth. Next, Coupe describes the major steps in long yam ceremonies where decorated yams are displayed and evaluated. These ceremonies are known as wapisaki. During Coupe's year-long fieldwork, he witnessed eight wapisaki. The one he describes took place on June 16, 2003, in the village of Kumim. From sunrise, small groups begin gathering and the men start to decorate themselves. Around 12.30, delegations of visitors from surrounding villages start to arrive, engaging in a small ritual each time. By 3.30, the tubers are installed, and the evaluation begins. From there, food is displayed, consisting of smaller species yams, followed by public speeches. 
Around 6.30, the night dance known as Kagu takes place, which only lasts about a minute. Pig meat is distributed, and the rest of the night consists of singing, drinking, exchanging jokes, and dancing. Coupe considers wapisaki a special moment, not only through social and emotional interactions, but as a result of complex, interconnected processes being displayed. The last chapter goes into visual and material connections of yams. He briefly touches on yams as food and valuables, but mainly focuses on the suspicions of aesthetics and art in current anthropology. This negation of aesthetics stems from lacking post-colonial awareness and of romanticizing ideas, as Coupe puts it. He says, the meaning of ablum art is not a big secret after all. It could thus be the meaning of life, a question of technique, a question of lifestyle. Coupe was introduced to Ablem Long Yams as an undergraduate visiting a museum. There was a replica of a decorated long yam in its full display, and this sparked his initial interest in what constitutes art and problems of collection, displays, ownership, and original context. His background from beginning in art history, then going to museum studies, then to archaeology, and finally to anthropology, reveals a lot about his approach to analyzing artifacts. This ethnography is dense. Coupe's meticulous interdisciplinary research brings a refreshing perspective on not only ablum long yams, but of processes. I was challenged by the sheer amount of information imbued in this book, as yams are imbued with their properties. The anthropological, philosophical, methodological, and theoretical perspectives introduced to me were deepening. I can only begin to truly grasp the implications of this ethnography, but it did get me thinking about my art practice. To wrap it up, I will share this lasting passage. In the end, the fact that yams are eaten and exchanged cannot be separated from the fact that they are displayed and given to see. What I have tried to unveil is how mechanisms of substitution, attribution, and transference find their origin within elements that compose the technical process. These elements themselves are recruited amongst collectives that mix together human and non-human agents as well as matters and substances. The display, in turn, through the revealing of relations between qualisines, is about making these components co-present on the ground where they bring forth and reveal past relations and the promise of new ones. Could growing art allow the displaying of relationships? Moving forward, I ask myself, in our daily lives, are we growing artifacts? Do our lifestyles reflect but a series of intertwining processes? Does my art allow the displaying of relationships? If yes, we hold invisible power. What can we do to harness it?
My name is Emma Linus, and this has been my review for the World Ethnography Project. Thank you.